Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Welcome back to another episode of the Wise Wise Podcast. Aaron here. Hello, everyone. Alexander here. So good to be with you. And uh, I kind of want to just take a pause for a moment and appreciate the seven years of friendship and mentorship that Alexander and I have exchanged and also the five years of recording the podcast. And of course, we also spent a whole other year in addition to that practicing and mm-hmm. having conversations like this and just getting comfortable in front of a microphone. So I mentioned before we started this podcast that I don't think we really sat with that a little bit because that is a major milestone, five years doing something every day. And so it kind of ties into the episode today because we need to hold ourselves accountable on some level to be able to have that consistency of effort being put in. Yeah, and a beautiful part of that is the growth that you and I both have experienced. And Aaron's profile in the human design just happened to fit a relationship that I was coming out of. And so I was able to extend learning about the 3-5 profile in the human design with him being able to play that role and why knowing the roles that everyone around us is playing is very important. And of course, I know that I've played some roles for you as well in challenges and successes and has been a wonderful ride. I feel like it's been as good of a working environment as I could ask for. So I really appreciate everywhere where you had to flex and adjust to my ways in certain ways. And we are very different in a lot of areas, but we have enough consistencies that keep this going fairly effortlessly. And I'm very grateful to be where we are. And that seven-year cycle is big in this philosophy because that's a completion at a cellular level. So I look forward to seeing how the roles are going to continue to develop and the projects and what the future holds. Yeah, and you definitely had what I was looking for at the time. So I guess it was a perfect attraction on both ends. And you definitely helped calm my ass down. <laughs> I'm not going to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was a creative mess, just energy leaking everywhere and thinking that I could manifest and will everything. And uh, I'm definitely more content in my own energy now and very intentional where I put it for the most part and still learning, but definitely a totally different person. And and like, I think you even mentioned earlier that it would be interesting thinking about having a conversation with myself, you know, past eight years ago and how that would go. It has been an interesting journey watching your development and growth and your understanding and application, most of all, of this work, because those are two different things. And many people will discuss the concepts of these types of life-changing philosophies or processes. But the longer you do it, the more you see people not practicing as much as they talk. And that can become part of today's lesson as well as part of the accountability of holding ourselves accountable and what that looks like and how to utilize those around us in a healthy way. Because again, the whole point of doing this work with other people is to lift each other up. And anytime that we're feeling like someone is tearing us down, especially if we've asked for their help or we have professed things that we want to change or patterns we want to stop, then many times we can turn emotional on them when they try to point it out. But we're going to get into 
how both roles, the receiver and the giver of the information, can optimally work in both of those roles. Because in an ideal, intimate, conscious relationship, that's one of the ideal goals is to be able to do that for each other. And there is no feeling of tearing down. It's just a feeling of picking up. So I'm looking forward to getting deeper and deeper into this subject. I will say that you'll know that you're doing the work on some level if like a month or a couple months, you look back and it feels like a couple of years. That's how I've experienced it. It is probably how most people experience it if they are truly holding themselves accountable and doing the work. And I assume that for you, Alexander, it's probably not like that as much. Oh, yes, yes. After doing this work for around 26 or 27 years, I can forget what it's like in the beginning. And, you know, us doing this podcast together for so long and you asking such excellent questions because you bring me back to that remembering what it was like at the start of this. And there's so many different stages to go through. So, yes, the time frame isn't the same, but it can also seem like I've been working on a certain aspect or certain aspects forever. And that's part of this accountability, too, is accepting that some of this stuff isn't to fix or to completely heal or to get rid of. It's about learning to make love with the friction and realize that certain emotions that we go through are just going to be there throughout our lives. It comes back to a management situation, and hopefully today we're going to lighten the load when people hear accountability and maybe the negative stigma that's connected to that because I really want to show the beautiful side of it. Yeah, it does tend to lend like a masculine, energetic feeling from it, but how would you define it? I guess I'll go into it like this. For a long time, I really wanted to understand the concept of sin, and there's many different views of what sin means, and I'm not here to judge any of those. It was just... I heard a lot of different views, especially from the church, about what that was. And then I heard a teacher, a Sufi teacher, that merely said, sin is anything that takes you off your path. And so I looked at that from that perspective. And when I saw that when you make an agreement with yourself to change, to shift, to stop allowing something to automatize you, then any time that you go back into that old pattern, you're kind of letting yourself down. So it simplified that what felt right to my soul was growth, was expansion, was truth, was love. There's certain things that just are in alignment with your soul. And when I started looking at sin in a way that, well, sin is anything that takes me out of this alignment, It simplified things for me. I'm not sure if it will to our listeners out there, and I'm not necessarily projecting it to, but in my experience, that was what accountability became. And then I started seeing this picture of tribes, of families, of communities being able to lift each other up through accountability Because many times we're all human and we just have a moment of weakness and the slightest nudge many times can get someone past that hump, but not if that nudge takes somebody into self-judgment. So I think that's a roundabout way of just saying accountability is anything that you want to change or enhance about yourself. And when you're having a moment of weakness, to persevere through that, or after you have the weakness, to merely get yourself back on track. 
I mean, it's a lot like discipline in a way. It's like the discipline part is holding you accountable, but there may be times when your discipline fails and then you may want something or someone to help hold you accountable because that then pushes you a little more in that direction. So in sports, many times the coach will hold the players accountable for certain things on the court and they'll have to do like extra push-ups or extra laps. So the accountability is if I don't get this right, then I have to pay this with energy. For some people, it can be monetary. I know that families that have what's called swear jars, when the kids are growing up, if they use a swear word, they have to put money in this jar. And those types of accountabilities can help remind us with the discipline that when we start to do something and recognize it, we don't follow the ease of comfort, that we think about the cost. And in this philosophy, we talk about the cost a lot. There's nothing wrong with having wants. From my point of view, it helps when you're aware of the cost of that want. And that can help you to navigate whether you really want to move forward toward that want or if you're not willing to pay that cost. So I think reward versus cost is a big part of accountability. Yeah, and maybe even like emotions can come into play. We may have a moment of weakness and feel like, oh, I just want to sleep an extra two hours. And then either we have a way of holding ourselves accountable or somebody else, they almost know what your intentions are so they can hold you accountable in that moment where you're not seeing things clearly and they kind of know that when you're not in an emotional reaction, this is what you would want for yourself in a way. So that's how it can kind of play out in a way. Yes, yes. In relationships, you know, it can certainly play out that way. The unfortunate thing is, Many times once somebody's emotions get activated, they forget the agreements or the requests that they made to ask for that help. And in the full conversation, we're going to get into step by step how to make sure that when you are even beginning to make these types of agreements in not necessarily just your intimate relationships, but even with friendships, to know that you're not always going to want to hear the so-called truth or have your weakness pointed out. And that is a part of discipline and accountability. And the other side is that this is what builds self-respect. So see, normally the people that hold themselves more accountable carry a higher level of self-respect and normally less insecurity many times because they are aware that they are doing their due diligence to get better at whatever they are working on. And when people are very easily triggered emotionally to self-judge themselves, a lot of times they can have like holes in their discipline. And so they realize that they should do better or they want to be better, but they still falter to the convenience or the ease of whatever that old pattern is. This happens to all of us. So the main thing is that I see is getting out of the self-judgment and getting out of the guilt because those are two of the biggest drain of energies. Change your action the very next time. And 
I think inspiration is something else that we're going to sprinkle into this conversation. So it does seem like there are variations around our energetic blueprint that we come in with, but there is a variation in the amount of accountability, or I guess we could even bring a word in like drive or willpower that certain people have and certain people may not have. Is there any sort of thing that we could point to, a certain human design type or anything that you could say may lend its hand to this variation? Well, this is something that I continue to look at that fascinates me because it is partly our design, it's partly our environment, it's partly our DNA from our parents. And when you have all of that together, it can be very challenging to figure out or help someone to know what will give them more drive. I can give to people what drives me. But again, they didn't necessarily have my environment when I was growing up and my parents and my astrological makeup. So this is an area to where I feel like we all have to be investigators and stop being the judge. This is a constant in the just philosophy that we get stuck in being the judge. And when we're the investigator of ourselves, it's much more that childlike wonder of discovering the world and what it has to offer. And this is our internal world is discovering why we respond to these certain situations the way that we do and why some people would rather just sit around and judge themselves rather than just getting up and taking a new action right there in that moment. Again, I connect it to discipline and structure can help people to accomplish things, which gives them more self-worth and takes them further away from this judgment and guilt which seems to gain momentum over time for everybody, no matter what the variables are that they're dealing with. This seems to be the consistency that I see, that there needs to be a structure and there needs to be a discipline and an accountability for that discipline. And then there's a knowing and a trusting and a faith that we are habitual creatures. So the more that we practice something, we create a different vibration And the more likely it is over a long period of time us holding that vibration of change. So inspiration is the other side of that. What each individual can find a person, place or thing that inspires them when they are feeling weak. And this is also where we can bring in friends or our relationships or coaches or mentors to hold us accountable because sometimes we'll do it for them when we wouldn't do it for ourselves. Yeah, and I just wanted to talk about what is the importance of accountability in all of this. And I feel like if people can reflect upon their life and wherever they are, every one of their major accomplishments has been through holding themselves accountable or somebody else held them accountable. So when we were kids going to school, it was pretty much the teachers, maybe the parents. When I was a kid, I didn't really want to go to school. I would dream about what would it be like, you know, when I was an adult and I didn't right. have to go to school. I didn't really like being there, but when I was there, I did enjoy it. So really the things that we want more in life that require our participation and energy require some sort of accountability somewhere. Yeah. Whether that's our school system or a job system. I mean, most people are in a situation where they have a boss or a hierarchy that they are concerned with impressing or certainly not disappointing. And People fight and say that they want more freedom, but many times they can't handle the freedom 
to keep themselves engaged, initiated, to keep moving forward. And that's why a lot of people self-sabotage themselves to have to stay in restricted areas like that because otherwise they won't be able to be productive to maybe provide for their family or for themselves even. And so I see a lot of self-sabotage going on where this is concerned when people are disgruntled and they talk about wishing they had a life of freedom, but the subconscious knowing that they really couldn't handle the responsibilities that comes with that. So, you know, it's a very interesting topic. And again, this isn't for anybody to feel judged because it is about what you want to hold yourself accountable for. And then you only ask those around you to hold you to that. It's not holding yourself to anybody else's standards. So see, this is very different than most people have stuck about how their parents held them accountable, how their teachers held them accountable, how their bosses or supervisors hold them accountable. We're going to get into a different level of this to help build intimacy with yourself and with your relationships. And yeah, coming up in the complete conversation, we are going to get into the different types of accountability and then how to bring those in properly. And there are ways to hold yourself accountable. And we have many different ways we could use the just philosophy and the pillars. One thing you mentioned earlier was use inspiration. We could use intentions. We could use a kind of self-defined knowings or inner truths. And then we could bring in other people like you touched upon, friends, relationships, even like life coach type people. Another thing I want to bring in is the five levels that many times when people can't follow through with something they set their intention to, there's a major gap or hole or void in one of the five levels, which again is the spiritual, the mental, the energetic, the emotional, and the physical. And it's easy to see how when you look at the body as a whole with those five levels, how there can be voids. Because most people in our culture are focused on the physical and the mental. And the other three are very, very damaged in our culture. And of course, in a lot of this podcast, we talk about how to strengthen all these different levels. But I wanted to point that out as well. Yeah. And then the last one would be or at least something I want to talk about is how the universe or the divine holds us accountable and what that looks like. And I don't know if there is a way to ask for that. I mean, there might be, and we can get into that too. So I think that will be pretty Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And then one last thing you mentioned, I just wanted to bring it in, is asking for help if you did want some external accountability is not a weakness. I think you brought it up. Yeah, I think that's important to see that there's many people out there that have professional coaches, have personal coaches or personal trainers, have mentors, and that I feel like that's getting more and more popular because it is not a weakness to ask for other people to help hold you accountable. Again, remembering that you have the right to set up the structure and to share with them even how to or how you would like to be approached about it. And that's, again, some of the examples that we're going to give in the full conversations. Yeah, and it's even like taking a step of responsibility in a way because, one, you're aware that you may have issues with that and then you're getting somebody else involved. So it's definitely not a weakness. It's almost like a strength in a way. Yes, it's actually creating support and that's how we are going to approach this and that it's not coming from judgment. 
like a lot of these other institutions, the parents, the school systems, the jobs, that it is very much involved with judgment, and we want to stay away from judgment, and that's where conscious communication comes in. And in some ways, I feel like this podcast could even serve as a place where people can get some accountability as we shed some awareness on certain topics in their life. Yes, so let's continue the conversation. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise Podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog, and continue your self-development journey with us. Ah, yes, another episode in the books, and we've been doing a lot of these recently, things like discipline, structure, and now accountability, we got responsibility, and they can seem to have more of like a masculine energy undertone, and some people may initially take these words uh, the wrong way, but they are needed in our society. They are needed for us to reach our goals and to reach our intentions. Without these sort of energies in our reality, we would all probably just be laying on the couch. So I hope these podcasts have served as another view to things like structure, discipline, accountability. I thought this was an awesome episode for those people out there who are listening to the podcast and they want to do this work, they're trying to do this work, but maybe they just haven't been able to take that one huge step into putting this in motion. And it really comes down to just the practice and application of it. We give you tools and techniques to do all this, but it really does no good if you can't just seem to get yourself going in that direction. So Hopefully some of the things spoken about here can propel you forward. Some of the things we discussed in the complete conversation were how to utilize the five pillars to hold ourselves accountable when practicing this work. And a big one is episode 51 that if you haven't listened to yet, go to episode 51. It is free and full length. We do give you guys all of our essential shows for free. They're always available for free in full length form so that you can listen to and get an understanding of exactly what the Just Philosophy is all about. We also discussed why we need to give ourselves room to have emotional reactions, how Alexander likes to choose three people to help hold him accountable in specific aspects of his self-development work. We talked about how to work through self-judgment that may come in when you fail to hold yourself accountable, and how that can lead to projection on others. That is a huge one for me. <laughs> I hate it when I fail myself. I fail to hold myself accountable. I get really down on myself. And that's something that I'm personally working on. Talked about ways to grow your self-responsibility, which would then grow your self-accountability, further putting in motion the cycle of discipline that you are probably hoping to achieve. How offering yourself a challenge based on rewards could help you maybe give yourself that little push toward achieving the level of accountability that you're hoping for within yourself. If you're going to choose others to help hold you accountable, we talked about how choosing the right person is critical. And we did break this down into the different types, which would be like friends, 
personal relationships, romantic relationships, and even getting into more on the professional level, which would be something along the lines of a counselor or a life coach. Talked about how to have check-ins with them, how exemplification is important and how the failure of that is also a downfall for raising children. We talked about how oftentimes we want to call out things that other people are doing when really it's a self-projection onto that person and a sign that we should be looking at that within ourselves. We talked about three things in your life that you should be open about and maybe even solicit advice for if the people around you see ways that you could improve these. We talked about how certain compatibilities within the destiny cards can lead to success or failure in accountability how to utilize the divine to hold us accountable. And we even talked about whether we can ask them directly to hold us accountable. We talked about experiencing the highs and lows of emotions and the costs of having those. We even talked about what true support really looks like. And there was actually something in there that I had never thought about. So I thought that was pretty informative. And lastly, we talked about a less confrontational way to bring up something to somebody like a partner or somebody who's sensitive. So overall, this is an excellent episode to add it to the stable of topics that will help us continue to strive to work on our self-development routine, get in that motion of consistently putting in the effort so that over time we look back and we can see all the many changes that we've made over the months, years, and then hopefully decades it's just like Alexander says at every outro of these episodes, gradual changes over long periods of time equal lasting results, but we have to start making those gradual changes. And we may not see the results right away, and I think that's where people get discouraged. And so I think part of it may even be just having a little faith to put in the effort for a couple months, then look back to where you were and see if you see any growth. We appreciate you trying us out and listening to the free version. It is vital that you guys put your money where you want to see change in this world, supporting the shows, the people, the artists that are creating content that are bettering your life, your family's life, giving you perspectives that are going to change your relationships. And we hope this show gave you one more step toward that direction for you supporting us by going to wisewisepodcast.com and clicking on that get complete button in the upper right-hand corner and get the full shows for yourself, for your loved ones, and continue on your self-development journey. We are so grateful that you have joined us today and I look forward personally to continuing to share my journey with you all. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, 
personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.